Hello, hello, hello! Live from the factory! It's Mash, and you are listening to Suju O'Clock. I have to say that work has me on chokeslam, and I'm trying my level best to be a superwoman that is also creating content for this wonderful podcast. <sighs> You're probably going to hear me mentioning work every now and then. Uh, because in my very small, small life that doesn't have social and, and work-life balance. Um, yeah, I probably work a lot, uh, more than I should and more than I get paid. <laughs> it don't make sense, but, you know, we hustle, we hustle. We try to secure five rand, you know, securing the bag, securing coin, McDonald's money. I would like to take this opportunity to thank my five audiences and 21 people that listened to my rambles. A round of applause to y'all. You guys are awesome. And I know that it's hard to even get through the first episode because I am going in circles. And yeah, as much as I don't like listening to my voice, I had to listen to every episode so that I can uh, know where to improve and how to better plan the segments that I am going to like include in each and every episode. So like, yeah, I'm try- I tried even to plan segments for this episode. So if you hear me going in circles, mind your own. <laughs> Well, today's hot topic is The Sound of Magic drama series. Um, It is available on Netflix. I actually finished this drama a few weeks ago. I think immediately when it came out, I watched watched the entire six episodes on one go because I wouldn't say that I was intrigued and I was curious. I was just, in fact, maybe I was curious because I kept going because here I was wondering, what is this mess? What am I watching? Is this dark high school musical drama, but Korean version? Why are they singing? Ah, my God. I cannot multitask. Bollywood tortured us with singing and dancing um and 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 plot storylines in one movie or one series like one minute we are dancing the next we are singing the next you know what we are in love you know what there's action in in the midst of action someone will just start a song i i can't multitask even when i'm watching I, i cannot like it's the same thing as me reading a book i cannot read a book that has um um the past and the present tense so when the writer starts writing in in retrospect yeah no or having flashbacks okay i can tolerate flashbacks um because it doesn't take much you know to get through like it just gives you a form of understanding like of where the character is coming from I cannot stand it if the last chapter was in present, the next is in past tense. 
now i'm going in between these tenses i can't deal with that i can't it's the same thing as as um sing song dramas i feel like musical dramas should stick to theater and that's their target audience they should really stick to to, to, to theater oh my tongue is rolling again my god so the story itself focuses on Ai, a poor school student uh you know what she's struggling her way through life and to get by so her mother leaves and her father goes on the run from loan sharks she's left with nothing and the worst part is that she's also aiding or taking care of fending for uh, her little sister she's struggling to pay rent and trying to keep up with studies she's working part-time you know what in a nutshell this character was in hell for someone who was in high school um so screaming out for help, Ai's cry is answered by Rio, who encourages her to show up to an abandoned theme park for a magical show she'll never forget. Here's a thing. <laughs> oh my word! I am going to say oh my word because I. I have my own reservation with I have my own reservation with fantasy dramas. Um, yeah, I have my own I have my own reservations. Harry Potter is Harry Potter. The Lord of the Rings is the Lord of the Rings. And K dramas they know where they excel i don't know why they're trying to experiment but anyway they've been doing good with experimenting with like different storylines um squid game you know um became a hit alice in wonderland became a hit um what else what else do you guys like watching mine as well is it no mine yeah there is a drama called mine but not mine um uh, my name, my name also um, became a hit because people started getting into it, you know. Yeah. So this particular drama in question is directed by Kim Song Yoon. Yo, I even finally know who wrote it. King Min Jung. Uh, yeah, sis. Well, I hope it's a sis. You know, I'm I'm assuming right now. I could be wrong. You know what, like, the screenwriter was trying too hard. You know, her imagination was running way, way too wild. You know, it was running way too wild, and certain things just didn't make sense, and they were not clarified. So, uh, the most positive thing about this is that we got to see Jai Chang Wook. Uh, personally, I love him from uh, Empress Kai. Empress Kai is an all-time favorite. I mean, every year I erase my memory to watch Empress Kai because that drama is so inspiring, uh, very passionate and all that. And Chang Wook um, gave it his best. At first, you're probably going to hate him. Um, I have people that really didn't actually like him 
ending up with Empress Kai from the get-go. So I don't know what was their problem because I mean I was all for that passion. I was all for that same thing, you know. Um and and the ice queen being Empress Kai who wasn't giving this man a break. Yeah, I was all for that. Uh it also stars uh Choi Sang Eun and Huang Inyop. Um, Huang Yop needs to start choosing better, better scripts. I just put it like that. It means that um, the last drama series that he starred in as a second lead um, character um, was True Beauty. Uh, it was okay, but you know the ratings went that well. Like it kind of flanked in a way. But it became um, very popular internationally. Internationally being us, Akir. Yes. So it, ca- it became popular to us, people who were outside of South Korea. Um, I loved him as, as, as a, lead, a second lead character. I hoped he would have ended up with the girl. But there was Cha Enu there. And that man is just pretty. But he looks like he doesn't want to say anything or he's forced to say anything in fact if you stick to being an idol he looks horrible as an actor he's such a horrible actor song kang had to bail himself out from my you know for my list of horrible pretty opas who shouldn't be acting who shouldn't be giving this even a go and i don't know who's lying to them so song kang kind of convinced me with uh focus focusing love and weather you know, as much as the storyline ran dry at some point, but Song Kang was uh, pulling his weight um, in the drama series. So, yeah, I, I kind of scratched him. But also Song Kang is Song Kang, guys. I mean, he has a butterfly garden. Moving along. <sighs> guys. Oh my god. So yeah. As I allow myself to indulge in this like fantastic uh fantastical world, she becomes taken with this guy and learns more about the magical world he adopts. Um the question of do you believe in magic uh sounded a bit like uh Mazimo overusing are you lost baby girl? You know, it was giving those vibes. It was giving me those vibes. And yeah, I kind of didn't want to hear, do you believe in magic anymore? It, it just didn't make sense to me now. Because I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we do believe in magic. I mean, for the mere fact that we are huge fans of Harry Potter at the ages that we are in, I uh, should tell um, the fact that we are actually a massive or huge fans of, of magic. Even though in real life, we haven't really experienced it. We just assume that the supreme power that protects us, that, you know, clears path, we do believe. Because in in life, we literally um, experience things that uh, make us believe that, you know what, there is higher power than the one that I'm capable of. So for me to not drift off, yeah... So yeah, first of all, before I go anywhere, I want to drag the wardrobe department. 
Hotel Deluna wardrobe department was needed in this drama so that it could be as enchanting as possible. The stylists were so lazy to dress up the lead character who was a magician. It was supposed to be giving 2020 magical wonderland um, Halloween vibes. Feel me? And especially because um, they made us believe that the character was a murderer. Like there was just this mystery behind him. Um, he was suspected for murder. He was suspected for um, for pocket picking. Yeah, pocket picking. He was robbing people. Um, he was suspected for all kidnapping. You know, a lot of stuff. There was just this mystery that um, you know they blinded us with uh, with like the first until probably like the fourth episode or the five the fifth episode, and. The stylist deserved better outfits than the ones that he was wearing. Like, no shade. That man looks great. That man, on his own, he's a statue of, what, Greek gods. And whatever that he dresses up into looks great. I mean, he looked modest, but he looked great. I want to drag. I want to drag also the makeup artist. Like, what was what was you, what was you doing? What was you doing making that man pale? Like that man looks young. So what was you doing? Girl, get your get your act together. So yeah, Hotel de Luna was a very dull drama, but but yo, AU guys, AU's outfits were giving. Hey, AU's outfits were on point. The stylist was on point. She was making up and overcompensating for the fact that this drama was just dying and wasn't even actually getting raids and the storyline was just really dry. But yeah, that's what they needed also in The Sound of Magic. You know, they needed a wardrobe department that was very functional and creative as well. I mean, it's a Netflix drama. It's a Netflix original drama series. I'm sure Netflix gave out a budget. Um for such things so where did that budget go when they were supposed to create bomb as outfits also as much as like um um korea south korea um is very popular with with fashion um aside from surgery and all the plastic surgery and all that as much as they look good like they really dress well they groom the men they groom themselves they dress well they know fashion they have they have style they have exquisite taste when it comes to fashion and it's usually very simple items that they put together as an outfit and wear them and look good in them like it's not something that is train smash and all that but i'm more i'm more i don't know curious about their creative level of you know bringing on evolutionary um is it evolutionary or revolutionary? You choose. It's fine. Choose, choose which one works for you. <laughs> Between the words. Evolutionary or revolutionary fashion. You know, like game changer fashion. What they're popular for is the high school um, look. You know, the high school girl look. That's what they're popular for. Like ponytail, two ponytails. High school short skirt, pleats. Um, you know, scotch and a shirt, and yeah, you know, that's it. That's the style that I am actually saying that they are popular for. <laughs> it's 
in my world i don't know about y'all but um even with like the trench coats and all that most of those trench coats when you look them up um they are international brands so what are they known for like what exactly is the style that you know they're coming with and it's revolutionary and it's going to like hit the market like crazy and we're going to be eating up on it so yeah like i felt like the magician deserved better um they needed hotel de luna wardrobe department to rescue them moving along i've already told you that okay now there's a magician that is um hanging out with a high school teenager um who is going through trouble also they were like the synopsis was also a fraud because the synopsis said that um she was crying out for help and um he showed up to make his problems dis- uh, to make her problems disappear. They they didn't really disappear. They really didn't because even when the log sharks came for um, I, uh, he created fake notes and and got bitten up for it. Now I was like questioning his mental health. I was like, is this guy okay? Is this guy telling <laughs> Because, I mean, why were you doing creating fake bank notes uh, with a loan shark that is here with two goons? What is your problem? What is your problem? Like, what are you hoping to achieve with that? So, um, that was the first scam. Moving on. Uh, a back corner is, I'm just going to like, you know phrase through or rush through um beck hana's character um they tried to make her the villain as a classmate that wanted to get to the bottom of um um au's i's state of of finances or social cues type of thing um she was like following a around she was filming she was she was doing a lot and i felt like it was not necessary and the big in fact the choke of an elephant in the room is when the magician strangled bekhana at the amusement park like I don't know what that scene was trying to teach or it was trying to I don't know like I don't know what was the need for that scene and I don't have words for it because a grown ass man is strangling a high school teenager for what for coming to the amusement park and being curious for wanting Yes, she was there for all the wrong reasons and she was obnoxious and all like I know, but at the same time that wasn't said, that wasn't addressed. And at that point, um when it came to life the fact that um the magician was struggling um with uh, his mental health and also the fact the pressures of having very successful siblings and him being the different one that um chose something that is out of a norm and he believes in it so much which is magic right hence the do you believe in magic 
but there at that point i was questioning if um is this a sign to show how poor is his mental state because i mean i don't think a grown and grown ass man can strangle uh, a teenage girl to be in an amusement park and for what um for pushing your parrot what is it is a parrot yes the parrot for pushing a parrot i just didn't like get that scene it was very offish um i was already annoyed with the musical scenes i mean i didn't care about that also um the second lead character which was uh hung you um dang uh i felt like they should have kept it as as a as a transactional relationship you know the relationship that has transactions which was the fact that um i what got into a deal with um with a desk mate that um is well off so the desk mate was excelling in other subjects except math and then i was uh excelling in math like the math spot was hers so the desk mate came up with uh, an idea or a deal that um he was going to pay off i to keep the minimal score like you know like i think it was 90 average so that he can come first place in maths which also stemmed from the pressure from his parents to be i think an advocate or something i wasn't really paying much attention to this honestly speaking because i'm i'm concentrating then there's music and now i don't know if i'm supposed to stand up and dance or sit down and just you know soldier on until <laughs> the next thing could uh, continue or commences so yeah so yeah i felt like they should have kept it in that relationship instead of um also wanting to include romance that was dry and i really didn't get it so <sighs> deep down i want to leave this conversation here <laughs> Well, uh, the moral of the whole drama is that um it teaches us about the pressure that comes with doing things that are out of the norm. The pressure, the societal pressure that comes with rejecting the society norms. When you are a different person, people will always pointed out that you are different people will make it a point that they misunderstand you not even taking a slightest time out of their very conservative lives to try to understand and give empathy like to know who you are as an individual if your parents don't understand your career choices or the path that you on they are bound to misunderstand the person that you are or you evolving to be so what i was getting from this um drama series was that um this guy came up from a family that has very prominent and successful um kids and he chose to be different 
and if you are among such a flock um you are bound to be a black sheep if you're going to choose magic because don't you think that parents think or find magic magic silly yes they actually indulged us when we were kids and we believed in tooth fairies and we would hide our tooth underneath the the the, the pillow or in our shoe i used to throw mine over the roof I don't know when when do you, do you guys think that my my teeth um are still on the roof <laughs> like are still on the roof like seriously because i used to like throw them after making a wish and i would have to tell my mom and say like hey um mom i i, I lost my teeth or i lost my tooth and i threw it on top of the roof and yeah my mom wouldn't give me money <laughs> she she wouldn't give me money like she never did i don't remember finding money in my shoes or underneath the pillow that i'm sleeping on no she's never done that <laughs> wow guys so if your parents kind of like indulged you big ups to them because mine didn't have time for this she didn't care about such things so my my bubble got busted while I was a kid. It's not just now. So yeah, um, as I'm saying, the fact that um, when you choose to be a magician and you have parents that have already set out the career path for you, they already have expectations that um, you are going to go to college or university and you are going to graduate. You're going to um, get employed, be stable as an adult. You know, you're going to have mortgage. You're going to have car, a car or cars, and you're going to get married, so on and so forth. Um, it is pretty much very hard for them to to adjust to you being different. Others never do. Others along the way, they do adjust. And let me tell you something. Sometimes, it's not that people don't believe in you. It's just that they don't believe you when, they, when you say that you are going to do something. Let me give it to you one more time. I am giving you this gem for free. The next one will cost you because it will be on merchandise. And it will cost, you know five dollars each so let me give it to you for free again it's not that people don't believe in you they just don't believe you when you say that you are going to do something once they start seeing you doing the same thing that they misunderstanding or they don't believe that you are going to do it they don't see it possible and they don't trust your capabilities they start believing in you because you're already doing it so when you choose a different path or or set out a very a path that you know rejects the society norms rejects your parents beliefs or your family beliefs or is different from your friends you are going to feel left out and i'm saying this coming from a position of feeling left out personally because from high school, after high school, I decided 
um, a different, I decided to embark on a different path from uh, other kids that I was going to school with, like my friends, my classmates, so on and so forth. I decided to do something that was completely different. I didn't go to varsity and I actually just Okay, I'm going to be a little lost or off the ramp because, yeah, factory life, guys, factory life. So this whole podcast recording had to pause so that I can attend to something. So I'm trying to rephrase what I was, what was I saying? <laughs> what other thing? When you reject society norms to follow a path that is unique, that is different from other people's paths, you are going to feel so lonely so left out and that's how i've been feeling for the past how long have we been out of high school let's count let me count let me count six years oh my god oh my god Shit. i am getting old so for the past six years i have been dealing of dealing or struggling with feeling left out and reminding myself to stick to my lane being content with what i have at the moment trying so hard to be present constantly and living in the moment because i would easily lose so much of myself and so much of my time living in the past thinking that oh my god is is this you know the worst mistake i've ever done like is this what my life is going to amount to um is this how i chose to live my life this is not how i chose to live my life i want something better and all that although as much as i worked hard constantly and still do i am not still there where i'm hoping to be like i haven't really reached that vision that i have in my head because here's the the most craziest thing the fact that i can see myself i can see the woman that i'm ought to be like i do have visions of the life that i'm supposed to lead and it, it has been the most driving force in my life more than anything so the sound of magic was trying to to give us that moral of the story of a magician that chose something different that is um, rejecting the society norms. We really don't have hectic society norms in South Africa. In South Korea, they do have hectic, hectic society norms um, because Already when you are in like um, middle school and, and, and high school, um, you know, as a student, you are so under pressure because you go to like three or four academies, um, you go back home around 10 p.m. and you left in the morning. Um, there's so much pressure to study all the time, um, also to make it to... Um, I forgot what they call the exams that give you entry to suitable uh, colleges that are suitable for you and your APS. 
um and already like your parents have so much expectations also like the the the, the I think also there's this classism, you know, syndrome, classism syndrome going around in South Korea. And as much as they like being modest, or they are modest people, because even like superstars behave modest, like they they always try to humble themselves. It's only like a few that, you know, will let you know that I'm a world superstar, but mostly um, around elders and, and, and you know, Hyongs or Nunas, they always remain humble but so they have the society classism about them of oh my son um is married and is a doctor or my child is doing this um you know we have that just bought a flat you know just bought a building hey and they really do love buying buildings hey i mean how cheap are these buildings because i mean we we we, we are just still fighting for land wild y'all so i can imagine what um a real went through when he chose to be a magician and that that amusement park looked abundant it was actually abundant and neglected as well and he lived there and yeah for someone that that was already uh, struggling with a poor uh, mental health it was kind of wild and said the fact that he was there okay so one of the stuff that i felt like um the writer was trying hard with was the storyline of the the convenience store owner i would definitely eat up um those, the, the whole plot of the fact that the store owner is a pedophile and he sexual harasses the um, teenagers that work in the convenience store and all that and so that for him to protect himself from being exposed he either kidnaps, kills or or threatens, whatever, you know um, I was ready to eat that up like I was already um you know accepting that storyline because the the very harsh realities of life is that um it's a it's a dog eat dog world you know it's a fuck or get fucked world type of thing and for someone that is that young as a i.e who is fending for her little sister you know with parents that you know are not there all present not even sending a dollar to her it's easy to get exploited. You are very vulnerable. She was very vulnerable. And that scene just made sense because it portrayed the reality of a lot of girls who are vulnerable around the world. Quite a lot of them. But I feel like she should have just kept it there. Or, you know, he, he could have just kept it there and like not proceeded with trying to too hard to sell the storyline to us. You know, it was already she was, that the story. The, the, the writer was already overcompensating with musical, giving us choreography that is was you know the choreography was perfect, and the edits were perfect as well. They were really amusing. Yeah, I just didn't like it. Another disruption. Oh my god. So yeah, what I was saying is that 
the convenience store owner also being the one that is robbing people in a disguise of a magician no that was trying too hard i wasn't really eating that up like the plot was now quite different and and it had a lot of facts to it which made it more messier you know um you're trying to um show us you know um something that is way positive but also trying too hard to have a villain in this yeah it was just um really overdone for me yeah i i i didn't eat up that scene also um they left the whole choking elephant in the room and not addressed and we kind of moved on from that well as much as like the sound of magic is not k the k drama for everyone i wouldn't recommend this to people and say like watch this oh my god you're so going to eat it up watch it because of chang's wook's um return or comeback and you probably will appreciate seeing him as much as the wardrobe failed him but you are you will appreciate his presence and visuals but i don't think it's worth it it was really underwhelming and there's another k drama that is also underwhelming but they found a way to keep us hooked and they hooked us in episode 2 the liberation notes hooked us on episode 2 when um she came and said to Mr. Gu um do you want me to give you something to do instead of drinking worship me yeah i i i i was ready to do de- you know what i was ready to devote my life into this series because here's the thing those lines were killer and that's what got us with like just those lines we got hooked because i wanted to see more of the like this love story of how will it pan out how and also it's getting quite interesting now because <laughs> mr gu is a mafia <laughs> don't we all love mafia opas guys don't we all love that just be honest gangsta opas so yeah mr gu is actually a mafia and it's quite peculiar and also complex complex because um the female lead character i'm saying the female lead character cuz like you know the, the name slipped out of my mind so my god the female lead character is is a woman of few words she doesn't say much she lives in her head so here is she now so in love and hung up over a whole mafia boss Am I not shocked? Am I not shocked? Am I not eating this up? It's giving. It's giving vibes that want me to stay here and see it through to the end. And it's so underwhelming. It's it's quite underwhelming to be to be honest, you know. But yeah, just just those lines of worship me, love is not enough. Yo, yo. And and I I felt it deep inside cuz love is generally not enough anymore. I'm not saying this because I'm attaching other stuff to to love. Love is beautiful and I've been saying that I love love, but in this age and day, it's not enough. It's not enough. The way life is wired right now, love alone is not enough. 
and love alone is the reason why we've been falling for potential and choosing potential and potential is not husband material okay fall for patterns next time not for potential i gave it to you for free yes next one will cost you it'll cost you so yeah um i'm done with reviewing um the sound of magic um i did say that it was underwhelming uh you know next time they should not hire that stylist though those stylists no or they must just brief them they must just brief them also it's important for a writer to to picture the scenes like the writer must go as deep as picturing even the colors like the color coordination um the scene coordination and all that it gives so much brief to stylists like you know the small departments that are giving support to the setting or uh, or the film or the the set you know the production crew um it gives them so much information so that they can express themselves better or bring the characters to life better and you know throw in a bit of their imagination as well and creativity so yeah i guess this writer wasn't there about that you know you know she saw she saw all those plain ass clothes and was like fine great let's go and yeah they were just plain they were just plain no they were just plain ah all right let's see what are the hot topics this week i don't think anything hectic happened this week to be honest um I mean, the paparazzi hasn't been that crazy and my anxiety has been on a low low. And it's been on a low low because I've decided not to let um, army, def- like, you know, army stress me out, you know. Yeah, or get to me or be under my skin. Yeah, I- I'm no longer giving fucks now. <laughs> I am no longer giving them. Uh, they should just let BTS be. Um, they should just show their unconditional support and love. And yeah, they should stop controlling and wanting to have a say in everything. Because, oh, as much as I'm saying that, oh no, um, nothing hectic has been happening. Uh, obviously, uh, there's this tomorrow drama controversy about. Um, the production crew or the drama series using um v's um date of birth and name and the only different was well, the only thing different I, I think it was um the year <sighs> yawn snooze fest come on guys even like the single like they said that is disrespectful i mean come on Batong, no relax chill i'm also not gonna get into this because i swear this isn't a bts podcast yeah that's it we, we're just leaving it as it is all right so there's this actress uh kim Se-Roon, who is currently under investigation for charges of driving under the influence of alcohol so yeah, based on like the reports, Gangnam Police received like over six mis- um, six calls on in the morning today. 
that a vehicle was driving unsteadily on the road. Shortly after the police departed to investigate the call, they discovered that the vehicle had rammed a roadside structure near Gangnam's uh, intersection around 8 a.m. I mean, <laughs> I mean, also, you guys are drinking from night until what? 8 a.m.? No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> How is it the fact that you're drunk driving at 8 8 a.m.? Like, when did you start drinking? In between you starting drinking and you drinking, like, didn't you think to get, like, a break or something? Because Miguel has hit an electric transformer box, which caused a power outage in the area. Now the agency must clean up this mess. (laughs) I don't think I want to work in an agency company, guys, or, like, Something along those lines. Anything that has to do with, with artist management, I know, count me out. No. So they stopped the car and she had to take a breathalyzer. Oh no, I'm lying. They didn't stop the car. Um, obviously, she hit the electric um, transformer box. Um, so yeah, on the scene, she took a breathalyzer test. Um, and you know, was instructed to take a blood test at hospital. And guess what? Guess what? She knows she was drunk. I mean, she knows deep down. She she knows the fact that she was drunk. And going to get a blood test is not going to <laughs> to bring out different results. Or, you know what, like, it wouldn't because you can't refuse to take a breathalyzer test and then ask to be transported to undergo a blood test. In the, like, in the get-go, if there's six people calling the police and saying that, hey, there's this car that is driving unsteadily on the road, and then a few minutes later you hit an electric transformer causing an outage in a very, very popular city with you know most of the upper class inhabiting there because i mean gunnam people or gunnam residents are residents that are with a middle class or upper class and i don't think people like that want to actually have an outage even us here with low shading i don't think we like having an outage we hate it we hate it a lot even if it's for two hours we hate it i hate it personally yeah so i mean girl must just must just accept her l sit down take responsibility um we probably there's like repercussions for this um she she could get fined um she could be jailed or detained so yeah exciting news to wrap this up because i gotta go because i'm working in the factory and also i'm hungry like i'm not getting i'm not getting enough time to to eat well and to prepare a lunch box so that's one of the things that stresses me out as well i need to get my life in track so now I'm busy like helping down this uh, blood cleansing Chinese tea. It tastes awful, my God. Things that we do for beauty. Things that we do for flawless skin. <sighs> anyway, I chose this life. 
So, great news, guys. Girls' Generation is making a comeback for their 15th debut anniversary. Uh, I'm not much into... I'm not much into girls' groups because I'm a girl. Why would I, you know, fan girl over girls? Yeah, they look dope. Yes, they're talented. Power to women, but obviously... And, and the juice box opas more attractive. Um, so yeah, if you're a fan of Girls' Generation, be on the lookout for their comeback. Um, celebrate with them. Shower them with a lot of love. Um, another thing is the fact that uh, Fake Love was released on this day. On this day last year, Fake Love by BTS was released. Not last year, in 2018. Oh my god, fuck. <laughs> oh my god, it's hunger. Let's blame, let's blame it on hunger. Let's blame it on hunger. Yeah, let's blame it. And also, um, there's this trend of... Um, girl idol groups. The most popular or the most popular controversy that they face is bullying. A history of bullying. I don't know why i don't know like to us or in our world or in our country most people that bully in high school are guys like men play rough or boys play rough and very insensitive when they you know throwing in remarks and all that i am so shocked at the high number of you know female idol groups being accused of bullying in high school or in their previous school or middle school whatever yeah it's 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 one of those things that are currently happening and i'm just like yeah no shout out to 80s my little sister is an 80 she literally loves 80s and and i was programming her to love monster x so she loves 80s maybe because the monster ends are opas and like very old and then 80s look like babies like juice box opas yes um this is the group that i think that when bts goes on a pause or in a halt and you know just other members go to military other you know venture into their solo careers um i think 80s has massive potential to surpass bts achievements their overseas tours are made like they are so massive like they're so popular and it's always packed in each and every concert that they have so yeah um what else do i say (laughs) congratulations to bts for actually winning three awards at the billboard music awards i know i say this is not a bts uh, podcast but you know what you know what i had to congratulate them hey you you guys are a lot i don't know how you guys know all these things like all this juice all this tea how do you know it how do you know it Hey guys, hey, but who? Dispatch must hire you. Dispatch must just hire y'all because at this point, y'all know everything. Y'all know everything. 
yeah this is so true um don't mind me i'm just scrolling through um articles because yeah this is where i get like my tea i'm not in korea i don't work for dispatch so i have to read up i have to read up oh really apparently a former newest member beku looks like a bad boy so yeah it's like a list of um idol idol members that look like bad boys i agree with this monster x uh juhun looks like a bad boy especially in love killer with uh, that orange hair and a very dark eyeshadow and him saying i'm sorry did i make you anxious i got really anxious i was like i'm so damn anxious but you know what daddy yes <laughs> what do you want to do i'm gonna say yes okay who's the next one uh gbg member kim sung kyun looks like a bit but what they're kidding he doesn't look like a bad boy <laughs> bts v looks like a bad boy y'all crazy <laughs> <laughs> v doesn't look like a bad boy. V looks like um Peter Pan in Wonderland. He's so dreamy. No, he doesn't look like a bad boy. Like you would say V looks like a bad boy and leave uh Jungkook, Namjoon. Um I mean those two actually do give off bad boy vibes. Namjoon like yeah, no no rm literally does look like a bad boy and why wouldn't they include him and they include v no uh icons john who mm, no nah, he doesn't look like a bad boy i don't think he looks like a bad boy they're crazy onis lead do i'm probably butchering butchering these names y'all must forgive me mm, he doesn't look like a bad boy he looks adorable I think um, they're saying this because most of them have small faces, like with very thin um, eyes or thin gazes, and you know, cat-like eyes. So yeah, they they look like cats. Uh, Wood Chasing Yoon. He looks intimidating, though. He does. He does look intimidating, a bit. Just a little, little bit. Ooh, Zico. Z- <laughs> Is that you? Yes. Okie dokie, yo. You said, I'm probably sharing this, but anyway, you get the song. Is that you? Yes. Okie dokie, yo. Zico. They say Zico looks scary. Mmm. Zico gives me Dintin vibes though. I don't know why. Yeah, Zico gives me Dintin vibes, but it looks adorable and also very serious. I, I don't know, like a bit serious. Who oh, is this adorable man that they say Astro's Moonbeam looks scary? Alright, uh, guys, come on, no, no, uh-uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. A uh, TST's Yunjun. This guy is probably the funniest because I watched the um, Shota View with Jesse, and yeah, the only person that could keep up to to Jesse's um, clapbacks was him. So I don't think he's scary. 
Ah, God Seven JB. Uh, no, he looks adorable. But Nissan commented uh, was saying that they need to take out the real criminal law. I don't think V has a thuggish look. Of course, I also didn't think that V has a thuggish look. That is upset. He's more of a pretty ball. Kanyin is a real thug though. Remove Kanyin. The reason we like these thuggish bad boy images is that these idols are not really bad. They just have that look. So we need to take out... Ooh, who's writing this? All these idols are so lethal. I suggest 70s Wunwu. Yay! Wunu is literally, if I'm not mistaken, is literally the short uh, member in Seventeen, and very pale. He looks so serious. My God! But I like him. Moonbeam doesn't feature. He looks really. He looks like a real good. Yeah, I also said that. Does we really have to look that nice look? I don't think so. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also don't think so. You know what? I, I I feel like whoever that wrote this deserves the highest sentence in prison. She don't be let out ever. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly how I anticipated uh, fan girls to react. Exactly how I. But why would they leave Kim Namjoon from this? Uh, really? I you know what, guys? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I know, I know, I know. I'm making nice, but you love me anyway. You love me anyway, and I'm performing like this for you. Until next time, uh, this is your girl Mesh signing out from the factory, and it's currently noisy. I'm hungry. See you next time, or let's meet here same time, same place. And I'm saying this because. That's what everyone is saying. Every host is saying, same time, same place. Yeah. Signing out. Suji O'Clock.